Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Every morning here in the studio, Michelle and I have the TV on MLB Network and we watch Hot Stove and there's always a lot of Cardinal content on there. And then later after we see all those red caps, eventually we see the the face of Keith Costas, who's always in the booth, always spreading the Cardinal love on MLB Network. And he's getting ready for the show now, joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Keith, it's always great to talk to you. How you doing? I'm good, guys. Good morning. How's everything back home? Everything's good. We always love the fact that you you spread the cardinal word on hot stove. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Unbiased, down the middle journalism, Randy. That's right, Keith. But I do have a question for you about the Cardinals brand nationally. Prior to the Nolan Arenado deal, we here locally wondered if the Cardinals maybe had lost a step nationally, that it was a team that was always kind of in the hunt. And I'm sure at MLB Network, it's a team that has a little bit of intrigue always. But how much more do you guys want to talk about the Cardinals now that they have acquired Nolan Arenado? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, over the last couple of years, there's been some uh, consternation among the fan base back in St. Louis. But I think nationally, people had more of a big picture view of it. And even though the team had gotten a little stale, obviously needed to make some improvements. I think that people outside of St. Louis had uh, had some optimism that they would get back on track and do that winning franchise that they've been over the years. But certainly the Arenado deal has vaulted them back towards the top of the conversation. And I think it's almost universal in our building, at least, that the Cardinals are the favorite in the division. Which is amazing. When you think about what the Cubs were supposed to be and what the Cubs might be after the trade deadline, it really is remarkable to me that that window for the Cubs was as narrow as it appears to have been. No doubt. And I mean, the same thing to a lesser extent with the Astros. Both those teams you looked at and thought they'd be teams they'd have a chance to collect multiple championships over their windows. Both of them have won. Obviously, nothing to scoff at. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that you hit the nail on the head after the trade deadline, what this Cubs team might look like. I think that most people agree that the odds are probably that Chris Bryant get, gets moved at some point during this season. And that would certainly signify a page turning from what we thought would be a dynasty with Baez and Rizzo up at the end of the year. So Yeah, I think the Cubs might have a hard time getting to 500 this year, Randy. And, Keith, a big part of that was going to be, in my opinion, Theo and Joe Madden. Who would have thought that those two would both be gone five years ago, too? No doubt, and especially the way it went down at the end with them not really being on the same page over that last kind of lame duck year that Madden had. So, yeah, the idea that Joe Madden would not necessarily go out on his own terms in Chicago, even if you said that they weren't going to win the way people predicted, I don't think that's something that anybody saw coming, even in just a few years leading up to when it actually went down. Keith, when I look at the division, the Brewers are the biggest question mark to me. I don't know if you agree, but what's your expectations for what the Milwaukee Brewers will be this year? 
I actually think the Brewers are very similar to the Cardinals, albeit they might get there in a slightly different way, but they're going to be pitching and defense with the additions that they've made with Colton Wong and Jackie Bradley Jr. out in the outfield. And if things go right in that offense, I think that they're going to have kind of a similar formula to what the Cardinals do with two big hitters right in the middle with Yelich potentially bouncing back and Keston Hira. He's a defensively challenged player, but moving back to first base, maybe he gets a little more comfortable and, He's shown a lot of power in his career. So I think they're going to have to create offense outside of those big two bats, and they're going to really lean into their defense and pitching. And I'm with you, Michelle. I think that's the biggest uh, that's the biggest challenger in the division, and I think that they're probably pretty close, maybe a few games behind the Cardinals if you had to predict it going into the season. But I think that's going to be a good race with two pretty evenly matched teams in St. Louis and Milwaukee. One of the unfortunate aspects for the Cardinals is they have this great starting pitching depth, but they aren't going to have Dakota Hudson. And Miles Michaelis is going in for multiple tests today on a shoulder, and he had the forearm surgery. So it's unlikely, in my mind, that we'll see Miles Michaelis. And you know there are going to be other injuries. So that depth that the Cardinals have of starting pitching, and they traded Gomber too, is already taking a hit. No doubt. They have good depth, but like you said, it's been challenged. But I think that's really going to be the story of the season around the whole league. I mean, you look at teams outside of the Dodgers, the Padres, maybe a few others that are really stacked in the rotation, and teams are going to have a lot of question marks. I mean, the Yankees have an over-under number at 97.5, and their number two starter right now is Corey Kluber, who's been injury-riddled over the last two seasons. So I think there's going to be a whole lot of teams that after you get past that first, second guy in their rotation, they're going to be piecing it together. Things might not look the same in April as they do in June, let alone September or October for some postseason teams. So teams are going to have to be very creative with their pitching this year. And while the Cardinals have already suffered some losses, I do think that they have the overall depth and having an ace like Flaherty at the top and even Wainwright, I don't think he's going to be quite what he was last year in terms of innings load, but I mean, having some dependability for your two starters, I do think they're in position to kind of piece it together and get creative in ways we haven't necessarily seen from them in the past in those four and five, maybe even three spots on occasion. Keith, when you're coming up with content for the show and you can't something, maybe you need a segment to fill, is it a default to always just go to Fernando Tatis Jr. because you know he's such a superstar and there's always <laughs> something interesting about him that you can discuss? I mean, everybody loves Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> who doesn't love this guy? Even if he was the most boring player ever, just talking about the stats and how great he is on the field would be enough. But you add in all the flair and the personality and just a likable a likable guy on and off the field, you know, a bilingual young superstar that can play in America and in the Latin markets. I mean, yeah, this is exactly what baseball ordered after having a guy like Mike Trout who's sort of anonymous for as great as he is to a lot of the country. Fernando Tatis is already all over the place in terms of commercials and just general name recognition. So yeah, you can't ever go wrong with Tatis and, uh, I think you picked up on a trend. We don't make it more than an hour or so without talking to Tease here in Secaucus. <laughs> <laughs> and your group, Matt and Harold and Lauren, they laugh, they have fun. You have a, a good time. You have great segments. I think my favorite is Mystery Guest. Do you have a favorite segment that you run on the show? The Mystery Guest is always a fun one. Harold loves to line those Mystery Guests up. We actually have one coming up today, too. It's always fun to get into just kind of the guys that are in these, you know, Matt and Harold's baseball Rolodex from all their time in the game. I mean, obviously we cover the big news and the best players and the big stories of the day and whatnot, but I think the show is really at its best when you're talking to some guy that, you know, your average fan might not know, but our guys have real connections with, and it's like they, you know, it, they don't miss a beat. They might not have talked to a guy in five, 10 years. Maybe they haven't seen them in person since they played, but it's just like getting in the time machine and going right back to the old Mariners days or Maddie's days in San Diego and Milwaukee is their play by play guy. So I think just kind of connecting with those, uh, 
those non-stars on the show that the average fan doesn't necessarily get to see their personality, especially guys from previous generations when it wasn't, you know, social media age and a 24 hour kind of television coverage situation. So I think that's probably my, uh, my favorite part of the show, those eighties, early nineties era players that get to kind of come on and show their personality, tell some old stories. It's great. It's great, Keith. Well, I want to ask you about Albert Pujols. A couple weeks ago, we thought we had an announcement that this was going to be the end of his career after this season when his wife posted it on Instagram. He's since walked that back and said that he might be open to playing more than past this season. And there's a debate here in St. Louis. We wondered maybe if the DH permanently came here to St. Louis or to the National League, would Albert in any way have a reunion here in St. Louis to close out his career? Just as someone who's been a Cardinals observer for a long time, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I would love it. It would be absolutely incredible if he could somehow close out his, his career wearing the birds on the bat. But beyond something ceremonial and sort of temporary, I, I would have a hard time seeing them actually bringing him back to be a big part of the team, even if the DH was in the National League. But I would hope to be proven wrong. I would be the first one lining up to hop on one of those Southwest flights back home if, <laughs> if indeed Mo did pull the trigger on that, and I'd be there for stadium to see it, that's for sure. And I, I couch it this way, Keith. I think the Cardinals would have to make a decision between nostalgia and gimmickry and winning if they were going to do that. Yeah, no doubt. With all due respect to, to Albert, I mean, that's exactly what it would be. If he was actually in your opening day lineup and expected to be a big part of the team, I think it would feel gimmicky, and I don't think they're in any position to make a move like that. I mean, it's a team that's built to win, especially after the moves they made this offseason, and I think next year, they might, with the way the pitching's going to line up, and Reyes you know, being in the bullpen this year, maybe being a starter next year, I think next year could actually be an even bigger year for the Cardinals. So, yeah, you'd have a hard time figuring how uh, 40-plus Albert Pujols would factor into that mix, but again, if I'm proven wrong, I will be there in my number five jersey to enjoy it along with the rest of the people. Hey, Keith, one last thing, and I know you have to get on the air with your show momentarily, but you did bring up the other day the Cardinals Hall of Fame nominees, Carlton, Hernandez, Morris, Edgar Renteria, Lee Smith. You've been a Cardinal fan all your life. Who gets the Keith Costas vote this year for the Cardinal Hall of Fame? I think it would go for me. I mean, they're all great candidates. I think that most of them will make it in eventually. But I think just on a personal note, I'd go with Keith Hernandez. He seems like a guy. I mean, he's been in New York for so long calling the games. He's, you know, people might know him from his Seinfeld appearances as a New York guy. He kind of is identified with that team more on a national level. But I'm not sure people realize just how good he was in St. Louis, kind of a kind of a dark horse, kind of hipster Hall of Fame type of candidate, and most of that resume was built in St. Louis, so I would love to see number 37, Keith Hernandez, wear a red coat. You just want a guy named Keith in the Cardinal Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, that doesn't hurt either. It's a nice silver lining. <laughs> hey, have a great show. Thanks for coming on with us. We always appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, hopefully we can do this during the season, too. All right, guys. Be well. Thanks for having me. All right, Keith. Thanks. That's Keith Costas. He's getting ready for Hot Stove on MLB Network. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. <laughs> Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. 
and we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.